0: Welcome to Wealth Well Done. Together, we'll cover a wide range of important topics surrounding money and the impact it has on our lives. From the sophisticated and highly valuable planning techniques of the ultra wealthy to the commonly underutilized biblical teachings. Together, we'll work to improve our relationship with money and our effectiveness in stewarding it well. Here's your host, Eric Scoville. Okay, welcome to the 42nd episode of the wealth well done podcast where we lean into the tactical practical and spiritual advice to help you do your wealth well done uh we have been hitting the spiritual advice hard uh yes we have and so uh this has been good here so of the last five episodes that we've done here four of them have been with with brother nathan and we're gonna do uh i assume there's only one more i think we might have enough camera battery just for one more so. Let's hope. <laughs> and we're going to get you back to the Christmas program yeah, um are good. Which by the way, I went last night and uh I saw you out there, you know. Your yeah. your uh little drummer boy was the that, that is probably my favorite. Like I I, I hate saying it cuz it like I, there's some, some favorite like Christmas <laughs> songs that are that are that just make me think about Jesus yeah. in different ways, but the Yeah. Yeah. the, the drummer boy one Feels like this incredible thing of like, what else do I have fit for a king? Right. Yeah. yeah and, and yeah. so that idea of like, cause I, I, I often go back to the well done, my good and faithful servant, this little boy, like yeah. I just want to go and yeah. serve my father well. And, and there's so much that comes in with it, with the idea of, of, of the baby being born into that and going and playing for him. And so yeah. your version of that last night was by far the best thing I've ever,
1: well, I've ever heard you, of that. It's a, it was so cool. generous words. Thank you. I loved it. It was fun.
0: All right. Um. Well, I mean, we we tackled praying in tongues last week, so let's just go. Uh, let's up it another notch here, and <laughs> eh, that's not even the right way to say that. But but what we're gonna do this week is I want to lean into fasting. Yeah. Um, fasting is this. So we've been talking about these things that the kind of a, a dead church, uh, the dead American church, uh, you know, doesn't really. I mean, we, we shy away from. We shy away from talking about money. Sure. We in, in a lot of ways talking about healing, and if we do talk about money or healing, we often we often twist it in a way that's to our benefit. Yeah. And and fasting is one that you can't really twist to your, to your benefit. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it, it, it's certainly misunderstood, um, used by some, and and some people who do it just you know swear by the the power behind it. Yeah. Um, but again, the, the idea from you know the last couple of weeks of the Holy Spirit not being a power source, I'm not. Fasting to get something, yeah. Um, so I want to I want to spend some time leaning into fasting, uncovering a little bit more about what it is, why we do it, what the Bible has to say about that. Yeah. So, so with that, let's start. Um, and 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 also, yeah. Let, let's let's assume that. So if we're talking to people who are maybe newer in their in their walk or um, have you know come come up in a church that that doesn't really talk about this. You know, they know that it's out there, kind of like the tongues, they know it's out there, but it's not something that they really yeah. have studied. Yeah. Can you walk us through a little bit about what fasting actually
1: is? Yeah. Well, maybe what it's not too. Yeah. It's not dieting. <laughs> Perfect. Um, You know, I make a joke about that in the announcements at like the Christmas production, like, oh, you can get rid of Christmas calories, but that's not what it's about. Right. The world has, the world, even the sports world knows the power of like intermittent fasting to heal and and change the body and that's all good but biblical fasting is not that um it may bring those benefits with it but it's it's not that it is abstaining from food uh in order to give yourself more fully to the lord in prayer and in the word um so it's not dieting, it's not merely just going without food either, but it's also saying, hey, as I'm stepping away from the table, I'm stepping into the food that's really food mm-hmm. for me, the Word of God. I'm stepping closer to the Lord in prayer. yeah um, but my mind ran to this passage in Matthew 9. Uh, I just want to mention it real quick on this subject. So it says the disciples of John come to Jesus and they say, Hey, why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast? Right. What's going on, bro? They're not as committed, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And Jesus says, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The obvious answer is no. Wedding's a celebration. The bridegroom's here, right? That's. Right. That's cause for feasting, right. dancing. We're going to have some fun. Uh, he says, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them. And then they will fast. The reason why that passage is important is because Jesus is actually talking about himself. He's, he's talking about himself as the bridegroom. Yep. Right, And we know the scriptures talk about the church as the bride, Jesus being the bridegroom. Um, So Jesus is saying here, hey, when I'm taken away, when I ascend to heaven and I'm no longer with them, before I've come back again, they will fast because they miss me, because they want me. And so... When we think about fasting, too, it's not earning anything before God. It's not even primarily about you and I getting our breakthroughs, you know, in our body, in our finances, in our family. Again, all that is a part of fasting, but not the primary reason. The primary reason we fast is because we long for Jesus. We long to be closer to him. We long for him to come to us in a greater way. Not only now here in this life, but ultimately we long for His coming to the earth in fullness. We fast because the bridegroom has been taken away, mm. and He's not here right now.
0: That's helpful. That's helpful because we hear so many people talk about when they're when they are fasting. What am I fasting for? And it's this this wish list, this this Christmas list of things that people yeah. want.
1: And again, that's. That plays a part. There's a there's a place for that, where you can't seem to get breakthroughs. Sometimes, mm-hmm. fasting and prayer can often kind of it can be like the the crowbar <laughs> to pry something open spiritually, to get the demonic hindrance out of the way, human hindrance out of the way, um, and and even avert the judgments of God and bring mercy. Okay. And that's, we could get into Joel two, but that's what Joel two was about. There was crisis in the land and Joel basically said, Hey, guess what? There's more crisis coming unless you fast and pray. And so it's, that's a part of it, but Matthew nine should really kind of orient us, um, to saying, this is about Longing for Jesus and longing for nearness to Him. Yeah, I just want to. I'm sorry, the way my mind works here. I, I <laughs>
0: because you, cause you said this, I want to go after the, <clears throat> the scripture where um, when Jesus is talking then about when the disciples can't cast the demon out, right? And he,
1: oh yeah, they yeah, yeah, they're yeah, chastises so them for yeah.
0: not being able to, and then they come back and say, "Why couldn't we do it?" He says, "This kind of only goes out through prayer and fasting." Yeah, yeah, yeah. In your opinion, is he talking about <laughs> this kind of demon? And we were talking about you know basically you know this it sounds it looks a lot like epilepsy you know yeah. what, what we would describe yeah. epilepsy as today, is that talking about some type of demon that that brings on epilepsy or is that talking about the unbelief that they had
1: because it
0: needs mm. it, it in the wording it leaves it a little vague of is he talking about yeah, yeah, this yeah. type of demon or this type of unbelief because he marvelled at their unbelief
1: yep and then it was he did and so yeah Mark nine at least he says all things are possible for he who believes and that that he said to uh to the father right and the father immediately was like help me unbelieve. yeah right um he rebukes the spirit the spirit comes out of him um and then they say why could we not cast it out and he said this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer and some manuscripts add prayer and fasting um so again this is me personally um, on on this specific passage yes belief faith has a role in seeing god respond and answer prayer um, but also his response that to the disciples it's kind of like so jesus had been up on the mountain right mm-hmm. and it's kind of like they're down here messing around and they can't you know i see him like Commanding the thing out, nothing's happening, nothing's right. happening. Nothing's right. happening nothing, and like, how long were they there before Jesus comes down the mountain and right. everybody's in the, 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 the point that the guy basically goes tells on his disciples? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right. like, these guys can't help me. Right. They can't, they have no power. Right. They have mean? no power. Uh-oh, to the church here. Yeah. yeah. I I actually see Mark 9 and Jesus' call to prayer and fasting. I see it as him saying to the disciples, unless you live a lifestyle of intimacy with God that is partly sustained by by prayer and fasting, uh, you don't have power to deal with these things. I've given you the authority to do it, but power is a different thing. So believers, we have the authority of Christ. We're seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, right? All of that stuff is true. So all the demonic powers are are underneath our feet. We've got the authority. We've got family name. I can say in Jesus name, get out. But that's not the same thing as having power and walking in power. And I believe, again, Jesus is calling his disciples there to a lifestyle of prayer and a lifestyle of fasting, not to earn power, but to live in a place of intimacy with God, from which then power flows. Okay, because we're walking with Him. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, what was I going to say? Th- this is part of the reason. If you read the some of the early, you know, stuff we've got on Christians in the early church. Many Christians, it was normal for them to fast twice a week, Wednesday, Friday. Normal. (laughs) Okay. You know, today, you call a believer to fast for one meal, and that's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) You know, it's, we've just gotten so far away.
0: And I think, yes, so true. And I, I was thinking about that before you came in around this idea of, I think fasting is even harder. Today for uh, not even so I don't I do talk about the Western but let's just say first world countries in general because we're used to three meals a day or five sure, sure. right yeah and so sure. when you're used to that you're thrown off and and I don't want to diminish what fasting was for people before but I'm pretty sure that people didn't eat three to five meals a day <laughs> um, like we do now yeah and, and having the food you know my cabinet here is stock full of food and on demand if I'm yeah. a little hungry. That I can just snack. instant, yeah, and so, um so there's obviously a difference there. But yes, most people are when we talk about fasting. And this kind of leads us back into, into the meat of what is fasting. So we we know the Daniel fast, right? So I'll just eat, eat vegetables, yeah. then, right? Eat fruits yeah. and vegetables, and and that's you know that is clean eating and probably good for your body in, in ways, yeah, sure, um, sure. And, but that and that's proven by science, actually, right? Yeah, right. Um, but fasting. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about what is fasting. What does the Bible where does the Bible talk about fasting? Like when it, okay. when it first gives yeah, sure. the definition of what fasting sure. is. Because obviously we know that we know that so many of the um, you know Orthodox Jewish type rules have come in there's so many man made rules that we've taken, you know, yeah. taken what God said and, and embellished it. Yeah. So what does the Bible tell us to do from yeah. the
1: standpoint of what fasting is? Man, there again, there's a lot of places we can go like if I just threw out quickly, you've got Moses went on; he had a supernatural fast, a no food, yeah. no water, right. for I think it was forty days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a man. I can't remember if it was Ezra, and Nehemiah fasting for protection as they were coming back to to rebuild the ruins um, of of Israel. Um, you have Daniel, right? You have Esther. Uh, there's all these Old Testament instances. David humbled himself through fasting. Isaiah talked about fasting. So all through there. But we just keep it simple, and let's go to the words of Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about fasting. He, he talks about giving, prayer, and fasting in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Okay, and each one of them, he says when you give, when you pray, when you fast. So a lot of people would say there's no biblical command to fast. Okay, but Jesus kind of, he's kind of already past that. He's like, I'm assuming that you're engaging in these things if you're one of my followers at some level. And so he says, when you fast, like you're already, I assume there's some level of discipline of fasting in your life. And what he calls out is, uh, he calls out fasting in secret, just like he's done with prayer, prayer in secret Mm -hmm. and giving in secret. So, uh, and I'm not entirely answering your question right now, so we'll get to that. But, uh. But part of the thing with, especially with these three disciplines, I don't know what it is, but Jesus put his finger on it. He called all of us to secret giving, secret prayer and secret fasting. There's something about those three that if we're excelling in giving, excelling in prayer or excelling in fasting, the huge temptation is self-righteousness. Yeah, And to, you know, let people know, hey, man, I pray for hours. I fast for weeks, you know. Or I give millions of dollars. Um, and Jesus is like, guess what? You get a little applause by men, that's all your reward's going to be. You ain't getting a reward from me for that. He says, you do it in secret, your father who sees in secret, he will reward you. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, um, Jesus talks about fasting as if it's normative part of the life of a disciple. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I would say if you look at all those biblical examples and I piled up a number of them, including we'll throw in the example of Jesus in Matthew Mm four, he fasted in the wilderness, right? Which I think it might even say it. Yeah. It says, um, says after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. (laughs) (laughs) So again, he went without food. Okay, Esther, um, the people we've mentioned, Moses, they were going without food. And um, oftentimes, it was for them to lean into the Lord. And sometimes, like we said earlier, they had a specific request, whether it was Ezra and Nehemiah, again, I can't remember which one, fasting for protection Mm -hmm. on the way, Esther going I need the favor of God because I I might die going to the king. Um, Daniel actually fasted at one point for insight into the scriptures of which then I think it was Gabriel came and and brought him understanding. Um, So there's different reasons why we can fast. Um, But again, it's always connected to I'm stepping away from food and I'm redirecting that time in order to give it to God in prayer and in the word.
0: Yeah. Which again, for the difference between today and and you go back you go back how long you know, to the biblical time frames. Yeah. The time that was put into food in some ways was a lot more. They might have,
1: yeah, all the preparation, preparation right? Yeah, 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 for sure,
0: for sure. And so by skipping a meal, it wasn't skipping the 15 minutes from the point where I grabbed the microwave meal, (laughs) microwave that just made a sandwich. Um, Because you had to go first butcher the, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know, you had to you had to butcher the meat and 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 do the extra work. So there was a lot more time. And so, no, I think today a lot of people just well, I'll I'll say a quick prayer for my lunch break that I normally would have eaten, and I'll. And I'll do that. So I don't think that quite cuts it. <laughs> but so what we're saying is, okay, fasting is abstaining from food can be from water as well. But most of the times in the Bible is talking. To me. Yeah. So I'm
1: paired with seeking God yes, in prayer and prayer in his word.
0: When I first got into fasting, it was, uh, it was helpful. to. Me. I mean, it's helped me in a lot of ways, but one of the big things that I was using it for, again, I'm, Open how I, I have I have my whole walk with the Lord so far has been me learning how to try to use and manipulate him less and and be used <laughs> by him more. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that fasting did for me early on was it helped me die to the flesh. Yeah. And so it taught me yeah. that my mind was in charge of my body rather than my body in charge of my mind. Yeah. And so I was, I mean, food has been I was the 10,000 calorie type athlete and all that stuff. Yeah, day yeah. Day. Right. And so it was like, right. So food is, food was in, in control of me in many ways. Yeah. And, and so the idea of, of being able to tell my body no, um, that was wonderfully powerful. But that felt like an early stage. And I, I that, that helped break off sexual. Um, you know, sexual desires and, and the sexual stronghold and as well yep, as yep, yep. food, like those two things right. of the flesh, those, those were able to strongly be crucified yeah. through fasting. Yeah. Now, fasting, once I've got through that, now fasting has taken on a whole new life into, right. into this idea of right. self-denial right. for Jesus Yeah, not, and not like Jesus needs to see me suffer. And that's, that brings him pleasure. But the yeah. fact that I'm willing to, to you know, deny myself for yeah. him to seek him more—that's yeah. that's where it's come now. Yeah.
1: I say two things on that. Yeah. One is, I mean, I've found that with all the disciplines that you often start and it's hard or awkward or you you really struggle with it. But if you stick with it over time, it becomes joyful. Yeah, like. The word of God becomes your delight. Prayer actually becomes joyful. Fasting, as challenging as it is, um, can become, wow, it's a source of life to me. Um, but also, I'll say one more thing. I, I I see fasting, right, The what's happening in the natural is happening spiritually. It's kind of a picture. So we're hungry in the natural. Mm-hmm. And again if if we go back to what is fasting I go the hunger in the natural is giving us somewhat of a definition of what is happening spiritually is we're hungry spiritually you you don't fast unless you're hungry for more of god you don't fast unless you you have something in you that's saying god i've got to have more of you i'm hungry for you i'm hungry for more and so it's a it's a hungering for god that's what it is it's it's spiritual hunger and i've found what's interesting is actually as i fast more the hungrier i get like i may start out with this little tiny cry for like yeah god i think there's a small part of me that wants more of you. <laughs> and then as I fast and I pray, by the time I get done, I'm like, God, I want more of you. I want all of you. I got to have everything, right? The hunger grows. Yeah, And it's like this, that somehow the Holy Spirit is pleased to use fasting, the natural hunger to awaken in us a much deeper hunger, a spiritual hunger. Okay. It, again, I think it goes back to Matthew 9 it's a longing for Jesus yeah it's a longing for him spiritual hunger.
0: Let's talk about for someone who's fasting and um, working their way working their way through this well, we'll come to duration next but for right now some scriptures that help so we talk about uh, you know man is not lived by bread alone. can you can you unpack yeah, yeah, that yeah. a little bit so as I'm as I am getting the hunger is kicking in, how do I about that? And what, what does that, what, what do you think that scripture means?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> so let me read it here. So Jesus, he quotes from the Old Testament, quotes right out of, um, I believe it's Deuteronomy. Um, he says, in response to Satan's temptation, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So again, I see the same contrast there of Satan's tempting him with natural hunger. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is saying, I'm hungering for a different kind of food. And I'm hungering for the kind of food that truly satisfies. It's every word that comes from the mouth of God, which is, it is first and foremost, the Word of God. But secondly, what is Jesus called? The Word. The word. Huh. He's the Word incarnate. He's the Word made flesh. Yeah. So we're hungering, again, for Him. And He's the one that the Scriptures reveal. <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, so I, again, find that Scripture to mean and, and to apply to us that as the hunger pangs hit, <laughs> in the natural uh to take myself back harder into the word and into prayer yeah there's there's something about you just have to press through the drudgery of it for a little bit right where it's just hard um and you have to ask the holy spirit and if you fall off the horse you get back on it again I, I used to, when I've, I've failed many, many times at fasting. Okay. And I've found, you know, it's better for me that instead of failing and then just saying, oh, well, I, I screwed up. I, I suck and just quit, walk away altogether. It's better that if I fail, you know, I eat. I binge a whole bag of potato chips or whatever, you know, that I automatically go, all right, you know what, Lord? Dang it, I'm sorry, right? Um, And I go, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to get right back on the horse and I'm going to keep going. I'm going to, you know, even in my weakness, I'm going to give him what little I can. I I believe the Lord's delighted in that. I believe He's pleased in that. Even when we mess it up, it's not as perfect as we wanted it to be. I think when we give a sacrifice to the Lord that costs us something, it means something to Him. Next
0: scripture, talking about the idea that I have, brother, you don't know about. I have food that you don't know about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So again, I, I'm just trying to help some someone who's going yeah, through fasting good. to understand resources that the Word gives them, mm-hmm. uh, and how do you yeah. how do you take that one?
1: Yeah, again, I would say the Word of God, the presence of God, it truly feeds you like it really does. Um, We don't take the Lord seriously about that. But, man, I, I don't know how to tell people listening that there is a satisfaction that comes from knowing God and encountering Him in the Word and in prayer that can be gained no other way. Um, There's no other pleasure the world could offer you that compares to the pleasure of knowing and encountering God. Um, That, again, His Word and His presence, it truly feeds us. Like, it's what we were made for. It's what we were made for, to know God, enjoy Him forever. And so, I again i i just see jesus speaking of food in that way
0: how do you take the idea of, of deciding how long it's enough inside a fasting like, is it is it always predetermined you know i'm going to fast for one day two days Might seven be. days whatever or yeah. do you just fast until you feel a release in your spirit how do you handle that
1: yeah i've done both i think both are fine i mean you know, it's the same thing with prayer. Sometimes you decide, "I'm going to go spend this much time in prayer." Other times you're led yeah. into prayer. I found the same with fasting, where sometimes I'm going, I'm making a decision, I'm going to spend X amount of time, days, meals, whatever, in fasting. And other times I feel like the Lord leads me into one. Um, and that doesn't happen all the time, at least for me. I've <laughs> fastings, so um, it's so hard on the flesh. Yeah. That often I have to intentionally make the decision to say every Friday I'm fasting lunch, you know, or whatever it is, or I'm going to, I'm going to fast the first three days of every month or, you know, whatever somebody's choice is. When we, when we come to our uh, corporate church fast here in January, 21 days, right? right? Mm-hmm. We're kind of making that decision as a church at the forefront, uh, I think it's a really good thing to do with fasting with prayer with bible reading because again our it's so hard on the flesh that it's easy for us to shorten the commitment down or to um you know just try and get out of it any way we can right. um but that being said uh no i've I've had times I'm thinking of one in particular where I felt like the Lord led me into one and it was clear it was like three days i need to fast okay um so for people getting started i'd say sure try asking the lord and say hey what can i start with how do you want me to start you know see if he leads you in any specific way but if not start with one meal right give up a lunch um and take an hour over lunch, if you can take an hour lunch break or a 30-minute lunch break and spend it in the Word and in prayer. Um, or this is this is what I love to do. Um, when I fast regularly, you take a 24-hour period. So um, I, I prefer eating breakfast over eating dinner. But what I'll do is I'll wake up, I'll eat breakfast, and then don't eat until breakfast the next morning. So, it's a 24-hour period of time. You're asleep, though, for, you know, eight hours or so of that time. Um, So, you can, there's all different kinds of ways you can do it. But again, Jesus is, like, his heart is actually touched and moved by what we think is a little sacrifice.
0: Yeah,
1: Even if it's little, it's real. So even if it's 30 minutes over lunch and you, you sit there and you go, man, it's, I'm not giving a whole week of, you know, no food. Okay. But you're giving him your lunch. That's great. That's awesome. And right. Jesus loves that. So you can start small, you know, walk before you run. Thank you for that. I, I think yeah. that the one thought that just came to
0: me is for someone who is um, looking at this and wanting to get in, whether it, you know, it's our church. She has a 21-day fast, and uh, people do that differently. Some people try to do as little as possible yeah. and still not have a guilty conscience about that. Some people choose to go hardcore, all in. Um, for someone newer to it, the the concept of the uh, uh, the parable of the sower just hit in, It's so yeah, the idea of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of when you hit a you know when it, the seed hits the the rocky ground that there's not much soil and that you immediately shoot up. And so someone yeah. who's gonna grab and say, All right, I need this, you know, revelation, I need this breakthrough. I'm going all in, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do a, you know, I've never fasted before and I'm gonna go do a insert blank <laughs> amount of time here, a twenty one day fast or something, yeah, yeah. something big, um, to then see like if there's not a depth there and roots to that, then mm-hmm. it's likely to be something that uh, yeah. gets you know gets scorched by the sun when when yeah. the adversity comes. And so the idea of Doing this in a way that is that you build into it, you know, and there's a reference referencing Mark for before is you know, it's you know, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain yeah. of the ear. Yeah. This is something that grows over time, mm-hmm. and so from that standpoint, right. as you lean into that's this, right. deciding how to fast, um, like we talked about, a partner with the Holy Spirit of yeah. asking, asking for not only for help when you're in the fast, but also yeah. asking for well, it's a, what's a good way for me to start because I want to do this for something that's a sustainable lifelong journey with you not something i try yeah. one time get scarred from and never come back to yeah um so from that standpoint i would i'd recommend that you perfectly consider what this looks like be willing to challenge yourself talk to you know knew some guys um who were thought that the idea of a, a 24-hour fast seemed too outrageous and we challenged them to do a all right well then let's do a 48 hour and yeah and they thought it was great yeah but then don't just stop there so now we got to on that and keep and, and working re- the muscle. Revisit that yep. exactly. It's a muscle, and so you yep. you don't just do this once a year either. Yeah. And so uh, that's right. So from that standpoint, as you lean into fasting, as we lean into that that spiritual walk, yeah. self denial is, is is beautiful, not for the sake of self denial, but the yeah. sake of I am trying to what what little yeah. gift I have to offer to Jesus, yeah. and that that that's this, and now we are going to. We're going
1: to get the camera here. I could just, right. I could just say it if you want. Go, go for it. Okay. Um, yeah, because the camera went down. So um, I don't know if the camera would just be I on you for this part. but uh, I, No, I just felt to say, again, that fasting, like all the other disciplines, it's a grace. Mm. Okay. So we exert our will. We make the decision. We've got to press through um actually exert effort right but at the end of the day it's something that god enables us to do and empowers us to do and so again if somebody's starting out you don't want to fast you hate the idea of fasting welcome to the human race <laughs> um you can ask the holy spirit for the grace to fast yeah say lord this is something i want to enter into but Like at the same time, I don't want to enter into it, you know, and I, I, I'm weak in myself to do it. So Lord, would you give me the strength? Would you release the grace to fast on my life? You can ask him for that. We can ask him for that. That's good. Yeah. And
0: better than asking, better to ask the Holy Spirit for that rather than going and asking a friend who has not, if you're asking someone who is not in front of you on their spiritual journey. They will probably talk you out of this. So <laughs>
1: they, they might, all the yeah.
0: Reasons why the, this is oh, really important. that important. You don't need to do that, or this is crazy. Why would you do that?
1: Yeah, That's you're not insane. Good your
0: body, yeah. <laughs> and so, from that standpoint, finding the people in, in front of you on their walk to, uh, yeah. to, to to try to guide you here, and outside of that, fasting is beautiful.
1: It, yes, it so is.
0: It's beautiful. And once you get into it, yeah. um, and you get over the the initial hurdle, yeah, you'll want it more and. And I just I, I hope for for each of you listening that you uh, prayerfully consider this and are willing to take that that step into uncomfortable Christianity. yes yeah. what we're talking about here is not yeah uh, our our walk is not meant to just be yeah. comfortable and cushy. And so,
1: and do we have how are we uh, at time or right. do we have just a minute longer? We we'll have we'll more. Go okay, ahead. I would say one more thing because I know like you and people listening are in the finances, financial world, right? Thinking about money. And I go, man, our world needs stewards who are walking deeply with the Holy Spirit in prayer, in fasting, in his word. Like, you want to talk about stewarding money well. You cannot navigate the changing, shifting, crazy economy of our world, just on human wisdom. Mm. If you are leaning into the Lord and cultivating your spiritual life first, and walking with Jesus, the living God, he will lead you in ways that, you know, no stock expert, analyst, no new book, anything else can lead you. He, he can give you insight on how to steward the resources he's bringing to you better than anyone else. That all flows out of our life in God, in his word, in prayer, in fasting, in the body, all of that. Mm -hmm. So I just, again, say this does apply to finances. It applies to everything else you're doing, Eric, all that, you know, people listening are doing in businesses. And we need more people like that who are full of the Holy Spirit, absolutely in love with Jesus in the business world, entrepreneurship and stewarding resources well for the kingdom of God. Absolutely. So absolutely. All right. Hope
0: that, uh, hope that builds you guys up and we will, uh, we'll be back at some more finance talk next week. Thanks guys. Thank you again for listening to wealth. Well done. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and together we'll continue to improve our relationship with money and our effectiveness in stewarding it well.